0: the Armstrong and Getty Show. And just a preemptive question. I know it's going to come up. Are we seeing any widespread fraud? Are we seeing anything that makes us question the outcome of the election? We're not seeing any widespread irregularities. We're not seeing anything widespread. We are investigating any credible uh, accusation with any real evidence behind it. But let me tell you one thing. When you have a narrow margin, little small things can make a difference. So everything's going to have to be investigated to protect the integrity of the vote. Our office intends to do that. And like I said, you get a wide margin, it doesn't matter as much. Narrow margin, it does. We're literally looking at a margin of less than, you know, a large high school.
3: That is, uh, what's his title? It's not Secretary of State, but it's like the head of elections in Georgia who is a Republican. The guy running the counten- That's, uh, that. I believe that is his formal title, yes. Uh, so uh, I But just- it's over. In terms of who wins, yes. Uh, in terms of investigating hijinks, no, yeah, which obviously. is healthy for everyone. And anybody who's not in favor of that is a bad American.
2: No, they should Says figure all me. that out. Try to make elections better, election by election. Uh, but uh, it's over. Joe Biden will be the president of the United States. It's it's not even a question anymore.
3: Not a joke. Lon he Chen, David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution joins us now. Lon he is also host of the most excellent podcast, Crossing Lines with Lon he Chen. Good morning, sir. How are you? well good morning looks like we might be closer to a result after all
2: oh yeah it's 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 over i mean if, if we want to pretend it's not we can but listen it's, it's to over.
3: the liberal jack
2: <laughs> right, it's not the result i want and i was wondering you've you've worked on some high-level campaigns that didn't win what's it feel like when you realize yeah. when it's over what is it all what is that what is that feeling
4: i mean it's 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 horrible. It's a, it's a sad, sad feeling. I mean, particularly when you've invested a lot of your time and energy and and you believe in the cause, look, everybody who was involved in this campaign on, on the Trump side, on the Biden side, who worked on these campaigns, they, they believed in what they were doing, you know, and you you don't invest that kind of time unless you do. Uh, And and I've lost a lot in in my time in politics. I've lost a lot more than I've won. And it's, it's tough. I mean, that moment when you realize I, I still remember that time uh, in 2012, when I was working, you know, closely with Romney and and on election night, you know, when we knew we had no pathway, uh, it, it, it's a very difficult thing to accept, and it takes a lot of grace, it takes a lot of humility to be able to say, you know what, this is not going to happen, because every instinct in your body says you got to keep fighting, you got to keep going, and and you know, at some point, you just can't. There's no pathway.
2: What does it feel? Like, you know, most of us haven't done it. What does it feel like? Is it like when you know a girl you love dumps you, or? Uh, what's it feel like?
4: I, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, having felt that before, too, uh, <laughs> I, I, I could say it's no, it's, um, you know, it's you sort of sit there and you wonder, you know, what could you have done more? I think mm. that for me, at least personally. Yeah. And, and by the way, to this day, I still think about that for Romney. Because, wow. You know, I think, um, look, your, your listeners are going to have different opinions of Romney. I get it. Um, I have never met someone who is more honorable and who uh, I, I, I would have done more for than him. And so I feel like at this point, uh, even now, right, eight years later, I still think were there decisions I made and things that I did on that campaign that contributed to, to his loss? That's you should amazing. have hired and, me to and, give
3: him how to act like a regular guy lessons. <laughs> But that would have helped a lot. So, yeah, well, so, you so, know,
4: yeah.
3: so
2: Trump might spend the rest of his life thinking, "Gotta if I have just done one more rally in Arizona, or you know, one more in this county in Pennsylvania, I'd have been president." Well, that's interesting.
4: Hey, uh, speaking well, of, now, let me let me let me let ahead. me be clear. I don't think that Donald Trump will think that way. Uh, I think he he. I think there are people on his campaign that will that will question decisions made. That having been said, I actually think Trump down the stretch did exactly what he needed to do to keep this race close. I hmm. actually think the Trump campaign, Trump's rallies, all of that—that's what drove turnout in these states. You know, you talk about Donald Trump won more votes in 2020 than he did in 2016.
2: I know it's amazing. It's
4: just it—it's it, it, just that the other side was was all that more energized, and they were all that more voters, and they turned out their people as well. So. You have to look at this. If you're the Trump campaign, I don't think there's a whole lot more they could have done. I think those guys can sleep easy knowing that they ran a very tough and aggressive campaign down the stretch.
3: Nancy Pelosi has stated that the election was a mandate for Democrats. (laughs) Comment, (laughs) Comment, please.
4: The only thing it's a mandate for is her leaving the speakership. I mean, she was atrocious. Uh, and, and one of the reasons why the Democrats have lost ground in the House, which no one expected, by the way, is because she completely went off the deep end in the two weeks at the end of the campaign. I mean, I, I have never seen someone get more unhinged than than I saw her her get unhinged in those last two weeks of the campaign. I mean, talking about psychological examinations and the 25th Amendment, and, I mean, she was one of the reasons why people looked at the House of Representatives in these races and said, you know what, we ought to send a message. And, and voters are smarter, by the way, than a lot of these media analysts give them credit for. Voters, you know, they went and they said, you know what, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden, but I'm also going to vote for a Republican for Congress because I want to make sure someone's got to check on this guy. I really believe that we saw a lot more split ticket voting than at any point in recent American history because American voters knew what they were doing.
3: And I wish we'd given some credit for it. Interesting. Yeah, maybe they couldn't explain it with fancy political science words, but they knew it in their gut.
2: Hey, continuing to look yeah. forward, um, yeah. uh, so if Joe Biden is the winner, and I, you know, I'd be willing to bet a lot of money right now that he is. Um, so Joe Biden and Mitch McConnell are really close. You know, I knew they served in the Senate, but I didn't know they were this yeah. close. McConnell was the only Senate Republican to attend the funeral for Biden's son, Bo. Um, He's stayed away from attacks on Biden's other son, uh, Hunter, and and Biden is interested in the Senate in the way that Obama wasn't. He famously, like, didn't care to go talk to senators or try to do anything that done. Biden knows all these people, most of them. So what do you think that relationship will be like?
4: Um, I, I have a contrarian opinion on this. Okay. I actually think it's going to be very productive. It's going to be very productive, I think. I know that the common, you know, the common wisdom out there is, oh, there's going to be gridlock. I actually don't agree. I think that Biden is a creature of the Senate. He understands the Senate better than probably any other human being on Earth because he spent so long there. He knows how the Senate works. He understands the norms and the culture of the Senate. And he knows Mitch McConnell. And at the end of the day, what Biden and McConnell are, they're both deal makers. They are ruthless uh, political operatives. And, and I mean that in the, in the best positive way. <laughs> but they also understand the need to get deals done. And they're going to do deals. They're going to do a deal on coronavirus relief. They're going to do deals on Biden's nominations. And I think it's going to be a productive relationship, at least for the first, you know, year or so. Then, <laughs> then all bets are off because you get into election cycle. Right. But that first year, I think, is going to be pretty productive.
2: Well, that's interesting. What it reminds me of is reading all the LBJ books that I've read. When he got the White House, he 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 was the knew more about the Senate than anybody in America, and he got all the civil rights stuff through because he knew how the Senate worked.
3: Do you expect, he that um, Joe Biden will re reveal his true colors as a moderate uh, as president now that he doesn't have to please the AOC wing?
4: Well, see, that's why the Republican Senate for him is a beautiful thing, because he doesn't have to take the heat from the progressive left. He can say, look, I got these Republicans to deal with in the Senate, so i got to focus on getting some things done. We're in the middle of a public health crisis, yada, yada, yada. So in some ways, it gives him the defensive mechanism he needed against all these progressive lunatics in his party. He's going to be able to basically say, listen, uh, you guys might want to do it. But you and I both know it's not going to happen. So let's focus on doing some things we can actually do. So I actually think it's going to give him the ability to maneuver a lot more than if he had a Democratic Senate. If he had a Democratic Senate, they'd be talking about court packing and single payer and Green New Deal. And he'd actually have to give in to some of that. Now he doesn't have to worry about that anymore.
3: Wow, how interesting. Lon he Chen, David and Diane Steffi Fellow in American Public Policy Studies at the Hoover Institution. His podcast, Crossing Lines with Lon Hee Chen. Well worth a listen. You get more of the sort of things you, you heard just then. Lon Hee, great to talk to you. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, guys. All right. Not because of me,
2: but that was the best conversation I've heard on this today. Uh, agreed. That was really interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Nobody understands was this.
3: It? Was it because of me?
2: Probably because of your role,
3: Yes. <laughs> Uh, nobody it's un- the notes you don't play, Sean. That's what they say.
2: <laughs> nobody in the world knows how the Senate works better than Joe Biden, he says. Yeah. And he'll be working with his old close friend, Mitch McConnell, on trying to actually get things done. Yeah. That would be bipartisan. They'd have to be bipartisan, obviously.
3: You know, if there is a dream in Joe Biden's heart, uh, it is a fairly moderate dream uh, by, uh, by most standards. I mean, there are things that he will do that I will hate. No question about it, especially with the massive, unjustifiably large administrative state and regulations and the rest of it. But having said that, I believe, he. yeah, yeah, Green New Deal, yeah, yeah, all that stuff, sure, why not, okay. <laughs> and then the minute he gets into office, he's going to be more like he's always been. That's my hope, I anyway. I sure
2: hope you're right, yeah. And, and,
3: and you know, pray for his health, too, because you don't want freaking no, Kamala Harris in no. there. no. No. Oh, no. Lord. No. Do your
2: exercises, Joe Biden. Eat your vegetables. Get get on the Stairmaster.
3: Take take those shots they were giving you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Armstrong and Getty. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe.
2: We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras.
1: At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart.
4: information.